1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 27 to 36. And there came a man of God to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I indeed reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt, subject to the house of Pharaoh? Did I choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to go up to my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before me? I gave to the house of your father all my offerings by fire from the people of Israel. Why then do you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded for my dwelling and honor your sons above me by fattening yourselves on the choicest parts of every offering of my people Israel? Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promised that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming when I will cut off your strength and the strength of your father's house, so that there will, be, there will not be an old man in your house. Then in distress, you will look with envious eye on all the prosperity that shall be bestowed on Israel, and there shall not be an old man in your house forever. The only one of you whom I shall not cut off from my altar shall be spared to weep his eyes out, to grieve his heart, and all the descendants of your house shall die by the sword of men. And this that shall come upon your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, shall be the sign to you, both of them shall die on the same day. And I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house and he shall go in and out before my anointed forever. Mm. And everyone who is left in your house shall come to implore him for a piece of silver or a loaf of bread and shall say, please put me in one of the priest's places that I may eat a morsel of bread. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A sunny morning in First Samuel too. Yeah, the the judgment, the day of judgment is here. Yeah. Uh, the it will at least it's the promised. the announcement yeah, of the it. Announcement, yeah. You know, he's it's it's being proclaimed um, mm-hmm. to his ears, and it is a, a it's a very interesting passage. I mean, and one of the things I think that is kind of amazing about it is the end you know, where it's sort of describing this like mm-hmm. plea for something to eat. Yeah. And it starts with the fact that they're showing contempt towards the Lord through what they're eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really well written mm-hmm. as well. Like it's just a very um, well-written, powerful thing. Um, so much here. So let's kind of walk through it. Um, you know, I, I kind of have a question even like there came a man of God to Eli we don't know who that is, do we? Nope. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to point to that and to say that because some of you listening may be like, wait, hold on. Who was that? Yeah. Okay, this, yeah. this is called for Samuel. Was that Samuel? Like, yeah. It doesn't tell us that. It just says that a man of God, God sent this word. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it says, thus says the Lord. And so he, like, this is authoritative word from God and God chose who he would speak it through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's interesting, but uh, let's just keep going through it. Will, what are some things that stand out to you? Absolutely. Well, you know, 
it starts with this lack of he he's pointing out a lack of remembrance on Eli's part, like basically that they have taken this great privilege for granted. Yeah, and I think that that's an interesting place to start because that is you know in all of our failures and rebellions against God, it ultimately starts from uh, a forgetfulness, mm-hmm. uh, you know, forgetting the bounty of the Lord, the favor of the Lord, and taking for granted those things that He's richly poured out on us mm-hmm. and taking these things lightly. Um, you know, you know, the, there's no higher call at this point in history than to be a priest of the Lord, to speak to God on behalf of an entire nation. Mm-hmm. And yet they've, they've taken this for granted. You know, Eli has taken it lightly and his sons have absolutely perverted and abused the office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think, just at, at face value, this is a, a great reminder, you know, we keep kind of mentioning and I keep mentioning like these, these rumblings of similar things that are happening around us yeah. today, you know, the SBC guidepost report and just in independent churches all throughout the world and especially in America. And I think most of that is because this very weighty task, this very weighty role has been taken for granted and the the privileges that come with it have been taken for granted and abused. And this passage is just a great reminder that though like reading about these things makes our blood boil and I hope mm-hmm. it makes, you know, all of our blood boil mm-hmm. to see this office of you know, serving the Lord used to actually destroy Mm -hmm. people's lives. Nobody abhors it more than God. Mm -hmm. And we see that in the Old Testament. We see that in the New Testament. Nobody is more passionate about religious justice Mm -hmm. than the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's just so comforting, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, as we kind of said two days ago, like we wish that the justice of God was quick and immediate. Mm -hmm how awesome would that be if mm-hmm. you know we didn't have to see evildoers prosper mm-hmm. and yet yeah. we do mm-hmm. but we also know that as uh you know psalm 73 says the lord has set them in slippery places and this is where we see um hophni and phineas that they've been placed in a slippery place that they will they will die on the same day mm-hmm. which is promised in this passage mm-hmm. And, you know, it's also interesting, this this is the first uh, passage, the first reading in the past couple of days where Samuel is not mentioned at all. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of been this, this, I guess, juxtaposition that's been going on where it's like Hophni and Phineas are doing this, Samuel's doing this. Hophni and Phineas are doing this, Samuel is doing this. And here, yesterday, you know, we, we hear um, this, this, I guess like warning mm-hmm. um, from Samuel to his sons and uh, Samuel from, from Eli. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. From yeah, Eli yeah. to his sons, and then we see Samuel continuing to grow, and here we see it all kind of coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that stood out to me too was when God is speaking, because again, He's speaking to Eli here. He's not speaking to his sons, at least right not right now. He's speaking to Eli, 
And we did see yesterday that like Eli sort of approached them, you mm-hmm. know, like I hear of your evil dealings from all these people. No, my sons, it's not good that this is being spread abroad. Um, and they wouldn't listen to his voice, but God's judgment of Eli is that, um, you scorn my sacrifices and my offerings that I commanded. You honor your sons above me by yeah. fattening yourselves. And so Eli is not totally like, uh, you know, altruistic here. And like, he's doing great, but his sons are doing bad. Yeah. And we even see a little bit of like responsibility that, that God has given Eli uh, in this whole situation. And he's holding yeah. him accountable it's kind of similar to like the garden mm-hmm. um, when Eve sins and then Adam sins too. I mean, I think that as he says here that you are fattening yourselves on the choicest parts that Eli is part of this. Um, he's contributing to it. And, and I think that that's just, um, that is interesting to me that when we think about the sort of spiritual responsibility that we've been given, whatever stewardship yeah. that we've been given, because we are priests now, you know, all of us, as yeah. we're a kingdom of priests. Um, this this kingdom that was limited to a certain part of Israel mm-hmm. has been expanded to all of us. Mm-hmm. And and so we have spiritual stewardship, the word minister even, or it's like another word for service. And Ephesians 4 says that pastors and teachers and prophets and evangelists are to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the work of service. That's a very priestly mm. kind of language. Yeah. And so I think just like a very practical thing, consider the the stewardship that you have, the responsibility of your family, of your small yeah. group, of just relationships. Do you know of sin going on? Mm-hmm. And are you, are you not honoring the Lord above whatever that, person whoever that person is mm-hmm. whether it's your son your daughter your friend um you know this is a call i think to have our hearts right before god and to say you know i need to honor you yeah and i need to address this amongst your people amongst the people i'm over or in relationship with um so that was just one little practical thing that that stood out to me between eli and his okay. sons um well so verse 35 uh as a you know, you mentioned that Samuel was not mentioned, um, but we see a little bit of a foreshadowing, you know. And yeah. I will raise up for myself a faithful priest, yeah, who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. What a great description of what a faithful priest is to do, what faithful mm-hmm. spiritual leadership is supposed to look like, um, doing what is in the heart and mind of God. Uh, and in Christ, we have the heart and mind of God. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's that's an amazing uh, just encouragement yeah. as well to us. But most immediately, we see that fulfilled in in Samuel, which we'll see in the next chapter as we get to that. But of course, in Christ, right? Yeah, and you know, Samuel does come and he is faithful, but the cycle continues mm-hmm. of the Old Testament, and you know, we're we're just at the beginning, and so that's right. there will be reform and then ruin, and then reform, and ruin. And this promise for a faithful priest who will stand forever carries throughout that. And I I love, you know, how the Old Testament, it, it carries this tune, and looking at Micah 5, I love this promise that kind of points, 
even more so to the great high priest who is to come. Mm-hmm. Verse two, it says, but you, O Bethlehem Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth to me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And I love this. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord Mm. and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. Mm. And they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth and he shall be their peace. And so there's a lot of turmoil coming in this book. And there's a lot of turmoil in the world that we're in and that is still to come. Mm -hmm. And yet we look forward to this shepherd who will stand and shepherd us in the strength of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And what a joy to be in that flock. Amen. And Lord, we thank you that you are this faithful priest who shepherds us. Um, Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jeremy Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.